don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. the Senate has followed its own rule book when making changes that affect legislative debate. We've changed rules over, we've all talked about how many times rules have been changed. We've changed them, but we've changed them with the rules. We didn't break the rules to change the rules. But all of a sudden now we just can't do it anymore. Just got to blow it up. The rule book means that the rules changes are done on the basis of broad bipartisan consensus, not imposed on the minority by raw majority power no matter who's in power. The majority does not have that power to do that in this Senate. Now my colleagues propose to sidestep this process. They would use the nuclear option to override a rule that we have used ourselves, but now seem to find unacceptable. Unacceptable now. We're going to break the rules to change the rules. We'll make up new rules as we go along, invite them, ourselves to the future majorities to disregard the rule book at will. No rule of the Senate can withstand the act of a willful majority. No will, no rule will stand the willful majority, not the cloture rule, nor any other rule. Let this change happen in this way, and the Senate will be a body without rules. There will not be no rules. The Senate's greatest rule is the one that is unwritten. This is an unwritten rule, and it's the greatest one we have. It's the rule of self-restraint, which we have very little of anymore. Self-restraint. The rule will be the rule of self-restraint, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, the rule of self-restraint, which Joe Manchin says that the United States Senate has very little of any more. What you saw there was an actual moderate politician speaking from a moral compass, respecting the traditions, respecting the rules, and trying to give a most, I don't know, common sense statement or, 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 or group of statements to his colleagues to say, guys, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We literally can't win, so you want to change the rules? And I got to say, my hat off once again to Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Because if it wasn't for his courage, if it wasn't for the courage of him and Kirsten Cinema, ladies and gentlemen, where would we be today? Where would be where would we be today if that bill had passed last night? 
Where would we be? We'd be on our way to communism. We'd be on our way to Venezuela. That's where we would be. So I'm not saying that this guy is the savior of the world, but he definitely is a part of the savior of the United States of America, at least for right now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, you should pray and give thanks to the Lord for you are locked and loaded right here, live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, God-loving and flag-waving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I thank you so very much for joining with me on this anniversary of the Great Awakening. January 20th, year of our Lord, 2022, one year ago today, we decided to strap on our boots. One year ago today, we decided enough was enough. One year ago today, we said that we are going to war against the deep state for real. Not just Donald Trump, not just his administration, not just people in the White House, not just people that are elected. No, the people with the real power. The American citizen, we the people. And like I said earlier, over the last one year, just one year, what have we seen? School boards completely taken over by the people who have the power, the parents. And when we did that, we started finding all about critical race theory, all these teachers that were uh, teaching our kids how to have sex when they were like eight, giving them different names, letting them have their new names letting them refer to themselves as she, uh, they and them rather than she or he, we started finding out more and more. We started disrupting the city council meetings and not in an illegal way, in a legal way to say, whoa, mommy and daddy are home now, time to take off the belt and time to show you guys exactly what we think of all of the deception, all of the corruption. And that was one year ago today. And I just want to, again, highlight how much courage that it takes to do what we've done in this last year. And that's not to brag, because most of you have put your lives on the line, your jobs on the line, your reputations on the line, the safety of your children and your family on the line. Most of you have put everything on the line this last year. How much more can we take? Well, I can tell you what, we are Americans, and Americans can take a whole hell of a lot. And we're just getting started. Now, everybody was not excited about this, though. Everybody was not excited about this. No, the left is freaking out. I showed you a video this morning of, uh, of um, Jabba the Hutt. I mean, I mean Whoopi Goldberg. Why you take voting rights away from me? She was mad, but nobody, I don't think, was more upset than Don Lemon. Don Lemon was having a meltdown. Don Lemon was having a meltdown and, and said that Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are nothing but racists. They are the racists that, that Martin Luther King warned us about. Don Lemon cried from his cushy CNN job where half of his colleagues are pedophiles or sex predators. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, because I think we're going to need to pray for Don Lemon when we do, let's just listen to a little bit of Don crying about how everybody's racist. Two plus two is racist, too. Did you know? Check this out. Inevitably, you get the politicians, especially the ones in Washington now, who are blocking the, you know, the people's access to the voting booth, and they want to use Dr. King conveniently. They're the biggest hypocrites on the planet. Because if, if cinema and mansion really want to honor the legacy of Dr. King and all of the people who fought for civil rights and voting rights in this country, what they would do is do a carve-out for voting rights in the, with the filibuster. That's what they would do. But for some reason... They are mired in tradition, and they are stuck with these rules that are backwards. And as the former president said at John Lewis's memorial service, these are relics of Jim Crow. The filibuster has been used to block civil rights legislation forever. And so we need to stop that. We evolved. Just, be, just because there is a rule doesn't mean that that rule can't change. The Constitution is amended. So it's time to amend the rules. And, and, and fight and, and protect the most sacred right that we have as Americans, and that is the right to vote. Democrats are going to force them to, it seems, vote on that rule change. And as of now, they've said, nope, we're not going to do it. Does it mean anything to you that they will have to be on the record? Yes, it does. That? It does. And I have the quote. I, I read this last night on my show, and it's a quote from Dr. King from the Birmingham jail, and it's from 1963, and it could be today. And he says, um, it says, um, I, have, I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in this stride to freedom 
is not the what toward freedom is not the white citizens council or the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to older to order, excuse me, than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal that you see, but I cannot agree with your methods or direct action, who uh, paternalistically believes that he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time, and who is constantly, ad who constantly advises a Negro to wait for a more convenient season. That sounds like the moderates. Right. Not now. We can't change the rules because the rules are tradition. But we're going to block people from the voting. And you're supposed to be a Democrat who espouses to the ideals of Dr. King. That's bulls. That's BS. Sorry, it's in the morning. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Don Lemon, Colin Cinema, and Joe Manchin, racist. Uh, isn't he isn't he married to a racist white liberal? I mean, aren't all white people racist, according to Don Lemon? Aren't all white people racist, according to Don Lemon? Isn't he married to a white racist man then? Anyway, that's the, that's the playbook, right? Racist, racist, racist. Everybody's racist. Ah, mouse on the floor. Racist. Ah, car accident outside. Racist. Ah. Anyway, I think we need to pray for them, don't you? Anyway, welcome to the Real America's Voice audience. How you doing? Good to see all of you. Thank you so much. Pluto Channel 240, Samsung Channel 1029, Select Channel 106, Android TV, Apple TV, Dish Network, Roku, Fire Stick, it doesn't matter. The app, you're going to get Real America's Voice wherever you want it. And if you want more live from America, go to jeremyharrell.com. You'll be able to follow all the social media apps that we're on, including digital TV as well, LFA TV and iHeartRadio. There's literally no excuse to get the gospel or the news. So let's do that right now. January 20th, year of our Lord, 2022. And ladies and gentlemen, let's try to forgive people like Don Lemon. Let's try to forgive people like creepy, sleepy Uncle Joe Beijing Biden. Let's try to forgive these people who are evil and want to tear down this country because we are not them. We are better, not better human beings. We are better spiritually than they'll ever, ever know. Do not be discouraged when I choose to give you strength sufficient only for the moment. This may be my way of keeping you ever so close to me on your path of life. This closeness helps you hear my whispers, telling you of my delight in you. To hear these whispers clearly, you must trust that I, the sovereign Lord, am in charge of your life and that your journey, though difficult, is full of blessings. From Habakkuk 3.19, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go in the heights. And Philippians 4.19, one of my favorite books of the Bible, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And before you turn out the light, don't worry that you are keenly aware of your weakness. In turning to me, you allow me to supply your every need. It is only when you discover how unworthy you really are. It's only when you discover how weak that you really are, do you really see the world for what it really is, and you really start to prioritize where you are spending your time here on this planet. And it should always be in glory to God. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll go to our first commercial break, and when we come back, we will have Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, right here to talk about his new book. <clears throat> so again, ladies and gentlemen, as we say the Lord's Prayer together, please remove your hat and think about all those who definitely need our prayers, including those who want harm against us. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I don't know about the Real America's Voice audience or the Live from America audience, but every time I get myself worked up over watching videos of Whoopi Goldberg or Don Lemon, it's always nice to cool myself back down by saying the Lord's Prayer and asking him to take all that anger because these people drive me nuts. We're going to take our first time out, our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. When we come back, we've got the one, the only, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, here to talk about everything he's been going through in the last few years and, uh, and, and how to save 
how to save journalism in this country. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. All right, and we're clear for commercial, everybody. Um, so for the, uh, for the uh, social media audience, uh, right now I'm, I'll take this time to uh, make sure that I've got a connection with our guest. So please just allow me uh, just a second here to get ready. Um, <clears throat> for those on the Project Veritas team, I wonder if you guys can hear me and if you're ready to come on. Hi, I'm, I'm right here. You mind if I use the restroom for two minutes? Oh, no. Go ahead, James. You're good. I'll be right, I'll be right back. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, while we're waiting to come back, let's give some live shout-outs real quick here. We got Nick Ratliff. How you doing? Just signed. Jeremy signed my Jesus Calling book and my copy of the U.S. Constitution. Um, I'm not sure if you said I signed it and sent it to you or not because the, the comments went too quick. I, I apologize. Uh, grateful for God for finances for propane. Thank you, Jesus, said Black Bear 202. Well, I'll tell you what, Black Bear. I'll tell you what. If you ever find yourself in a pinch like that again, you reach out to us here at the Live from America family, and we'll help you out. Jeremy, you need to have James O'Keefe look into that money that gets provided to schools for COVID stuff. I am sure James O'Keefe is looking into a lot of stuff that we don't even know about yet, but thank you very much. April from New Jersey is watching. Michelle from Surprise, Arizona. God bless you, Michelle. Thank you so very much. Jennifer, good to see you. Thank you for the Rumble Ranch, you guys. Every little bit helps. Oh, by the way, we are now 40%. Oh, no, just under. I think it's 37% of our way back to our monthly monthly, uh, uh, finances after what PayPal did to us waging war on us. So I want to say thank you guys very much. We've climbed back real fast, and uh, that's just a testament to how much you guys are loyal to the show. Kevin Hoyt. Oh, Kevin Hoyt was awesome. Somebody said, COVID is kicking my butt, says Claire. You know what? I have a lot of friends who are saying the same thing right now. A lot of friends who are saying the same things right now, and I'm very, very sorry to hear that. But you know what? Just get your rest. Get your rest and, 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 and uh, make sure you have plenty of fluids, but definitely rest. Rest is needed when you do that. Rosie O'Donnell, who said what? Rosie O'Donnell's boat captain says, hey. <laughs> uh, Wendy, how you doing? And Emily from Colorado. Thank you all so very much. Um, so uh, when we get when when our guest comes on here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're really going to be breaking down, you know, what he's done over the last couple of years. His new book, um, American Muckraker, it's 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 really really interesting the way he laid this book out, and I'm very very excited to talk to him about it. And uh, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's another patriot out there. I mean, Mike Lindell, yes, obviously Donald Trump, but there's a handful. You might might be able to count five or six patriots that are really at the tip of the spear. And uh, James O'Keefe would definitely be one of them. James O'Keefe would definitely be one of those. Thank you, Sheila. God bless you. I appreciate that very, very much. And that's the other thing, too, you guys, is finances. Imagine how difficult it is. Imagine how difficult it is to, uh, to run a business like Project Veritas. Imagine the, the attorney fees. Imagine, imagine the travel. Imagine the, I can't even, you know what, we're going to talk a little bit about that when James comes back. Um, anybody on the Veritas right here? Okay, well, right I'm here. I'm, I'm here. All right. No rush. I can see you, sir. How you doing, my friend? Good. Good. Hotels, hotels, hotels. One after the other, huh? <laughs> well, I'm a man on the move. Journalists go there. We go on the location we report from. So I'm never in. I'm never in one place. Never. Uh, you got a little wire there. I don't know if you wanted to tuck that in on your on your coat there. Not you're good. We're good to go sure. if you are. Sure. Okay. I'm ready. So let me come back from this commercial break. We'll introduce you and we'll get right to it, James. <clears throat> Welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen, from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. Welcome to the RAV, Real America's Voice News, real news and honest views. And speaking of real news, I don't know if real news would be alive if it wasn't for our next guest. I really honestly mean that. I don't know if real news and real journalism would still be alive in this country if it wasn't for people like my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to introduce one of the biggest fighters in this country for that and so many other things, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. James, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I'm doing very good. Excited to talk about this new book, American Muckraker, Project Veritas. Dude, I, I tell you what, man, that book, um, I, you know, I was, 
I was uh, I was going through the 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 themed chapters, and I can't wait to get to that. The themed chapters are something that I'm really really uh, excited to talk about because you really you're really showing a moral compass in what you're doing uh, with Project Veritas and exposing everything and really bringing truth and light to the world. Before we get to that, though, I, I do want to uh, I do want to mention something. You probably don't remember this because uh, you're a busy guy, and you know who am I? But last year at CPAC. I met you last year at CPAC. We did a quick interview. Uh, you were just going from interview to interview, and you said something that stuck to me. You said something that I will never forget, and there's a handful of times in my life that that happened. And I asked you if you had any uh, advice out there for the youngsters that were coming up, the young journalists that, were, that, that looked up to you. And you said, and, I, and, and quote me, I, I, hopefully I'm not wrong here, you said that Andrew Breitbart had told you, run into the fire, always run into the flame, something to the extent of that. And when you said that, the way you said it with passion, with no fear, with courage and, 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 and all that, it, it stuck with me for it, still to this day. Uh, can you just talk about that real quick before we get into your book? Because I think a lot of people would like to hear that story. Well, that is the topic of the book. I mean, that, that running towards the fire. What Andrew Bright, paraphrasing the late Andrew Breitbart, you know, they're going to call you names. They're going to attack you days before he died. This is now almost exactly 10 years ago. Wow. He said, James, they want us on a leash. They want us to dance, but we're not going to dance with them. He said what he said. If you, if you run to the tor- towards the fire, if you damn the torpedoes, you send a message to other people who are watching you, rooting for you, although quietly and sometimes afraid. And the message is that they t- can do it too. And you do endure pain and suffering. Um, the loss of one's reputation in this digital landscape is akin to the loss of one's life in different times. And, and people will do anything to survive at any price to maintain their mortgage and their pensions. But what does that life even entail if you're just surviving in a superficial bodily sense? So I learned that lesson. And I think if you tell the truth and you behave ethically, you should stand behind what you do. You should not, you know, you should not shy, shy away. You should not cower down. Um, you know, it's an empty gesture. If you, if you say something, you're not willing to stand behind it. So there needs to be more courage in this country. There is the only way I can't philosophize or lecture your audience into having courage. I'm not going to do it because I tell them to. The only reason that people will do it is if they watch someone else doing it. That's, that's right. why I told people to run towards the fire, because when you do that, you persuade yeah. someone else to. Well, let's talk about that, because one of the tactics of not only the left, because it's not just it's not just the left that you're after. I love how people just think that you are some right wing guy who's after left wing people and left wing corporations. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. You're after truth, regardless where the corruption is, where the wrongdoing is. And that's what that's what people need to know about you. But one of the tactics of the left, corrupt companies, politicians, media organizations is to try to use their power, their money to bankrupt their opposition. First, silence and censor them into submission, and then try to financially break them. And I read somewhere recently that you spent, or that Project Veritas spent a million dollars just getting to trial. Just getting to trial. Is that true? Did you, have yes. you, did you is that true? Is that, did they do that to you? More than that. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> wow. I mean, we spend millions, plural. I mean, yes, yes, of course. That's the whole point, isn't it? And, and by the way, you t- use the word term left and right. First of all, we never lost a lawsuit. That's something they edited out of our Wikipedia page. You won't find that on the internet. We win all these lawsuits. That they, they, they bury that. But what does that even mean to be left-wing? Tell me what that even means. I don't know. Is pharmaceutical companies working with the FBI? Is that left-wing? Sounds more right-wing. <laughs> sounds more fascistic. It sounds like uh, something you'd find in the fascist um, uh, manifesto, not a left-wing progressive manifesto. In fact, we've gone after Republicans. We went after a guy in Arizona most recently who, who said one thing in private versus another in public. There's only one reality. You're not entitled to multiple different realities. There's only one truth. And Veritas, Latin for the word truth, um, we believe in cinema verite. We believe in exposing the reality of the world, which stands in contrast to how reality is described by our newspapers and our big tech companies promoting those newspapers articles and things are not as they seem and rarely as they should be. And the way to save society's collapse in this time of total division, we, we are divided on basic facts is to show people the truth in a way that they can't deny. 
And so many, so many people are cynical and hopeless. And I get, I understand why you feel that way, but we've demonstrated through our work that if you show people the truth, don't ask, don't trust me, by the way, the documents we released last week were from the department of defense. I didn't ask you to trust me. You can distrust the department of defense if you want, but we presented information that what, that was, that what they didn't want published. They didn't want that document published. It was buried on a top secret share drive within the Pentagon or the uh, DARPA, uh, D Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. So it requires courage. And um, the litigation we face, it really comes down to the fact that we don't really want to keep secrets from the audience. We try not to keep secrets unless there are the names of our sources and the names of our donors. But everything else is, is open. And they do keep secrets. They don't want to be deposed under oath. They don't want to be in court being questioned. And that's why they stopped suing me because they realized, they quickly realized, whoa, O'Keefe's not going to settle. We're going to go to trial and lose. And, and they're going to get our emails and they're going to cross-examine us in court. It's going to make us look bad. Well, it's like the, it's like the lunch. It's like the uh, bully at the school, right? He beats the crap out of a kid for so long, takes his lunch money, takes his lunch money. And then the kid punches back and the bully never bullies them again. And you, you said it right. You've never lost it. You've never lost a lawsuit because the truth is always on your side. Let's get to the moral, the ethical and moral chap, uh, uh, themes of each one of your chapters, because as a man of God and as a, as a child of God, as a person who follows Jesus Christ, there's nothing more important to me than truth and honesty and a moral compass. So when I when I seen these themes of these chapters, it really stuck out to me like each each chapter has like a an ethical code or a moral theme to it. And it lays out it lays out really who you have to be to do this job. I mean, you're talking right. about you're talking about the difference between you, like you have to understand where constitutional privacy stops, right? And your investigative journalism begins. And there's a more there's it's not just oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do just and 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 the left and I'm talking about the left on the news who's always attacking you. They want everybody to believe that you're just this you're just this guy who does everything to screw everybody's life up and you're out there trying to find some dirt on people like Letitia James is doing to President Trump, but that's not the case. You actually have morals and ethics and I just want to want to go through some of this. Uh, image deception which sounds bad but the way you describe it you know, there's there's a there's a morality of, of, of undercover journalism and undercover reporting, secrecy, character, understanding the difference, like I said, between constitutional uh, constitutional privacy and knowing where that line is and undercover reporting. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I think people need to understand who you are to understand what you do. That's very well said. Um, the deception issue. Let's tackle that for 30 seconds. You know, undercover work is considered to be lying. Well, what about broadcasting things from the government that they give you to broadcast? Like the New York Times has sources and you know, people familiar with the matter. I'm sure you've seen these articles. Oh, yeah. Who are they talking about? Yeah. And by the way, usually when someone in the government is transmitting anonymous sources, usually they're manipulating the reporter. It's usually the, them manipulating the journalist, not the journalist manipulating the person. So we use undercover techniques because to quote, and I quote this ethicist Lewis Hodges, deceit is morally wrong, but circumstances can arise in which Deceiving the subject is less wrong than deceiving the audience. And if you're and if you're faced with this choice of, hi, I'm a journalist. Tell us all the fraud you're going to be committing. Of course, they're not going to tell you the fraud they're committing if you identify yourself as such. So oftentimes you have to deceive the subject in order to tell the truth to millions of people. And this is an unavoidable, an unavoidable reality. And we can and we can debate the ethics and the means and ends. And I certainly discuss this in this book because I think it's important to. But of course, it's never about the methods. They don't dislike me because of my journalistic methods, no more than they dislike Upton Sinclair for exposing the meat conditions or the people in California that exposed the animal cruelty with hidden cameras. It's not about methods. What it's really about is the findings. They don't want uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies exposed. They don't want Anthony Fauci exposed. And the reality is our country, going back to this Jeffersonian ideal of, of, of informed consent, which is that, you know, the, you know, people derive their power from an informed citizenry. This is really the American premise. It's, it's something so fundamental that we hold these truths to be self-evident, right? That all men are created equal. And by the way, we don't, we're not literally equal. I'm not, I may not run as fast as you, or you, you may have different skills than I do, but we're equal before the law. And, and that's what this book is about. It's about journalism and the right to do this work and to not be targeted for it. And when you are targeted for it, how do you deal with that? 
I was raided by the feds um, three months ago. I wasn't charged with a crime, but certainly a scary situation. My yeah. whistleblowers have been interrogated by federal agents numerous times, fired from their jobs, ostracized, attacked, targeted, defamed, sued. And there is hope at the end of that tunnel. In fact, these sorts of experiences can oftentimes enlighten you. And when you survive and when you go through this, it really is a, 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 a way to attract other people that you engender trust to. So yeah, it's not easy, but um, this book is a effectively a how-to guide kind of like the Boy Scout handbook, how to do journalism in clown world, where two <laughs> plus two equals five, how to do that, and some tick, some t- uh, tools, techniques, and, and stories of people who've done it. Yeah, I mean, it's a blueprint. You're laying out the blueprint from, and, 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 and you know what? Funny thing about it is, is you would think that in, in, our, in our modern world today, that one organization like you guys, it, it, it wouldn't just be one organization laying the blueprint for telling the truth and for, getting, and for doing journalism. You'd think we're far enough in the world now where this many organizations are doing this, but unfortunately we're just down to one, really one who's doing it like you are, and, and we all appreciate it. A couple more questions, I'll let you go. Let's talk about the FBI, Pfizer, and the DOJ having backroom conversations about Project Veritas. Don't you think that the FBI, Pfizer, and the DOJ have more, uh, you know, more pressing issues like mom and dad's going to school board meetings and, uh, you know, patriots wearing MAGA hats? I mean, I mean, this is, you say clown world. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, you know, I I quote George Orwell. I was born in the year 1984, which is prophetic, by the way. One of my favorite books. I know it's a cliche. 1984, 1984. Well, you know, every sentence in this book is unbelievably prophetic. George Orwell writes, freedom is the freedom to say that two plus two make four. If that is granted, all else follows. So the improper summaries, half-truths, innuendo of mainstream malpractice contributed to the erosion of societal consensus and subsequent fracture of our political system. The reason we're in the crazy paradigm that we're in, what James Madison described in Federalist 10, factions, that people cannot agree on facts. Okay, I would submit to you that more of us agree than than the media presents. I actually think that 80% of the American electorate are actually very much in agreement. Now, CNN does not represent them, but I think that there's this there's this sort of psychological phenomenon where people are afraid to speak out for fear of being shamed by CNN and fear of being having their Twitter account removed and fear of being censored on Instagram. So you end up avoid telling the truth because you don't want to be shadow banned or like on Instagram, you can't tag me right now. And it's no, there's no question it's harming Veritas, at least for a little while, because we can't gain followers if you can't tag us. Right. So people will be deterred from, from truth telling and it kind of spirals out of control un- until and in which time you have whistleblowers come out and give up something. They sacrifice something. Mm. They're willing to say, screw it. You can take my job. You can take my pension. But I work for the Department of Justice. And this is wrong. And I have evidence. And Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch was able to obtain a document where, where someone at the FBI or DOJ admitted they had communications between Pfizer and the FBI about me. So there was there, there apparently seems to be someone at DOJ who is willing to a- admit this or confess this. And that, that to me shows there are some good people in government and there's a lot more, but they got to grow a pair. You got to be brave. You got to give something up. You got to be willing to make a sacrifice. And that's why the first chapter of my book is called Suffering, because I talk about that sacrifice and the psychological experiences that one goes through in, uh, in doing this sort of journalism. Well, I can tell you what, man, you are going to go down in history I, and I know you're not doing it for this reason. I know I can tell, I can feel your your passion and your heart. And I could when I met you down in, in CPAC last year. I know you're not doing it for recognition or legacy. I know what you're doing it for, and that's the truth. But you are going to go down in this country as a hero. You are going to go down in this country as somebody that some that people remember and people talk about 30 and 40 years because of the courage. And I just want to I, I want to say one thing before I give you the the floor to to end the interview, and that's this my favorite video, and I've watched them all. We played them on our show every single time you do them for tens of thousands of people. My favorite one was when, when you approached that woman who was getting ready to go for a jog and she was getting ready and you said, hey, Project, one of your reporters said, hey, Project Veritas. And she looked at you and she froze 
and she turned around and she ran back to yeah. her house and up her yeah. stairs. And the question is, Vanessa, she, her name is Vanessa Gelman. She's the senior director of Pfizer. Why are you running? Exactly. <laughs> what, what are you running? What are you? I mean, they, they, of course, we know why she's running. Right. She, she documents showed she's lying and she's worth lying. And the question is, where the hell is the press? <laughs> like you're the most powerful drug company like ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's funny. I, I like that we're laughing. I think we wouldn't laugh, we'd cry, but right. um, it is not funny. It's right. actually tragic, but that's why the ver- video is so powerful. I mean, they never want to engage us in a conversation because to engage is to lose. Yeah. To converse with us is to admit that they're wrong. That's right. And that's why we're going to win because because it's just a, it's just a fundamental it's the it's law of non-contradiction you just if you just show the evidence and they won't talk about it and they won't address it you'll convince people so um i, I i'll talk to any of them anytime we go in the street like 60 minutes used to do but that was funny video it was a lot of memes came out her you know she wasn't doing a very good job running back to her to her front door there and um uh pfizer then the ceo admitted they were talking to the fbi about us why the FBI is talking to Pfizer about journalists or journalism. Well, that's that's what we write about in this book. Exactly. Well, speaking of that, let's leave with this. Where can people get that book? Where can people support Project Veritas? How can they help you? How can we keep funding you? How can we keep you going, sir? Um, well, this book, all the proceeds go to our charity, Project Veritas, helps pay our budget, our salaries. You can buy the book on anywhere books are sold. It comes out on Tuesday, Barnes & Noble's Amazon, AmericanMuckraker.com. It'll Go to AmericanMuckraker.com. It'll send you to the page where you can buy it. Pick it up. It's a how-to guide on how to tell the truth in clown world. James O'Keefe, thank you so very much. We're going to keep following you. We're going to keep supporting you. We're going to keep funding you. You keep being courageous. You keep leading the way, sir, and we're right behind you the whole way. Thank you so much. God bless you, and I can't wait to have you back on, sir. You keep having our back. Thank you. Thank you, sir. See you later. Take care. Yep, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe in the building for the first time here on Live from America. Of course, like I said, we met him down in CPAC, Florida last year, uh, but this was the first time he actually came on the show, and we want to thank him for that. Great, great, great work that they're doing. We're going to take a quick commercial break because we're running over time. We will be back with more Live from America after this. Throw some hearts. Show some love. Throw some, some prayers, uh, some prayer hands. Do something. Let's let's juice it up in here. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this. So what do you guys think, huh? What do you guys think? Let's go over to Getter. You know, I have not said hello to our Getter family, and they're probably feeling so alone right now. They're probably feeling so neglected. So let's go over and say hi to Heidi. How you doing, Heidi? Good to see you. Steve, how you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Amazon is canceling pre-orders of his book, says Margaret. Wow. Wow. How you doing, Avalia? Good to see you. Um, Of course, Amanda Collins over there. We love Amanda Collins. Love you very much. Thank you so very much. Kate, uh, Kat, and Mel, good to see you. And Rebecca, hello, how are you? What did you guys think of the interview? Jeremy, you should have asked about Ashley Biden's diary. Well, we kind of did. We kind of did. I didn't want to dig too much into that because I know that the FBI and the DOJ and the and, and the New York Times they're kind of in a, they're in they're in the middle of like some serious stuff right there. So I didn't want to pry too deep into the diary itself. But the whole reason for the getting raided by the FBI was because of the diary. So we kind of touched on that again. I wish I had a billion more minutes with him. You know what I mean? I wish I had a billion more minutes to, to sit and sit down and talk to him and, and really hash things out and, and get in deep and deep diving. But when you're on and when you're doing an interview that only has about, you know, 12 to 15, 16 minutes, you kind of got to get to the topics and, and you got to let each other talk. And I just think it was a great interview. I thought he's, he's, he's a very down to earth guy. Uh, the courage, the courage. Can you imagine FBI breaking in, in the middle of the night, handcuffing you, embarrassing you in front of your neighbors? You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Great interview, says Denise. Thank you so very much. Two of my favorite people just did an interview. Day day made, said Chrissy. Prayers for Freddie. God bless you, Freddie. Thank you so very much for being here. We love you. You know it. Uh, And you love us, too. Cut it out. Uh, (laughs) Runs with wolves, says Project Veritas, and throws up some uh, 100 and some American flags. Time for your assistant to cleanse the trolls. From this chat, you can't. You can't cleanse the trolls from the chat yet. 
But I was on the phone with Rumble the other day, and they said that is coming along with slowing down the chat and adding Rumble Rants for the app, for the mobile app as well. So don't worry about it. Why do, why do we even worry about the troll? Why do we even worry about anybody who's trolling? You know what I mean? Who cares? Who cares? Let's come back from this video so we can actually get some stories done tonight. <laughs> I got some actual stories to do, so let me just have some coffee real quick. Thank you all for your rumble rants, too, and, um, and, uh, and make sure we, we help Project Veritas out. If, if you know what my bills are, imagine what theirs are. You know what I mean? Somebody said something about sending several emails and never get a reply. <laughs> it's not like I mean to. I can't see who it was. Maybe you can repost that. But let's get back to the news right now. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. God bless you. Thank you so very much for joining in tonight on Real America's Voice News, Rumble, Getter, wherever you're watching. It's an honor to have you here. And what a great interview with James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. But I actually do have news tonight. I actually do have news. So let's get to the news. Okay. This morning, I showed you a new, uh, a new video some new footage that came out in Arizona showing more election unprofessionalism, more breaking election laws by being in a room when you're not supposed to be there, in there with your phone when you're not supposed to have it. You know what I mean? Always supposed to be monitored at all time. And again, these aren't, these aren't, um, you know, these, these kind of videos that we're getting, this kind of footage, this kind of information that we get, like I said this morning, isn't going to put anybody in jail. But it's going to do some incredible, incredible things like election security laws getting uh, reinforced. Okay, so but before we get to that, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's go from Arizona to Georgia because this morning Garland Favorito and Voter GA actually had a press conference. And in this press conference, Garland Favorito, who's been on the show a couple times before, provided evidence of that 100,000 ballots... In the state of Georgia, remember, Trump only supposedly lost by 12,000. 100,000 ballots lack the proper legal chain of custody documentation that by state law must happen. And if those don't happen, if you do not have a chain of custody documentation from start to finish, then by law, those ballots, whatever, however many it is, are no longer legitimate. They have no legitimacy, yet Brad Raffensperger actually counted them, or allowed them to be counted and then certified them, I should say. Allowed them to be counted and then certified them. Let's go to the story real quick. Today, Voter GA provided evidence that 100,000 ballots lack the proper chain of custody documentation in Georgia, which is required by law. Remember, this is going on the same time that the, uh, the Dropbox scandal is going on where the 250 people that were involved in that scam and the, and the, and the one guy, the John Doe, got 40-something thousand dollars. This is going on at the same time, folks. Voter GA also reported that the video coverage of the ballot drop boxes inserted into the 2020 election has either been deleted or is of such poor quality that they would never be able to be used to determine the content of nighttime drop-offs. OK, he actually laid out all of the all of the uh, the documentation to the, for the uh, for the proof, for the evidence. But I do have a video here for you. I will play you a little bit of it from Garland Favorito this morning talking about this very thing. So let's go ahead and play this now. And again, Garland's been on the show a couple times, met him down in Georgia. The guy is doing just like Project Veritas. He's doing it because he wants to get to the truth. And, you know, people keep saying, well, Garland Favorito, what's going to come of it? What's going to come of it? We're going to talk about what's going to come of it. Watch the video first. Here we go. Secretary of State's office, and no other county has done this. And the reason that we show you all of this information, the videos and the actual forms and the actual rules, is to prove that we're telling the truth. And the Secretary of State's office is deceiving people if they say that it's all authentic. And this is not, uh, these are not done correctly. And the, it, it makes the ballots in question. I'm sorry, let me hold, I want to make sure, you're asking really good questions, if you, I want to make sure you have any more. The Secretary has claimed that he's reviewed all this and it's not found it. Correct. And where is the evidence that he's reviewed it and where is the evidence that he has found it? The Secretary of State continues to make these claims that everything is okay, but he can never prove it. And in fact, and not only that, he is preventing us from seeing the ballot. 
He filed an amicus brief in our case to prevent us from seeing the ballots that would have proved to the, all the public, regardless of whether they're uh, Republican, Democrat, or anything else, would have proved the election results. The okay, Secretary- now hold on. I want to stop it right there. Let's stop it and let's talk about this. I see a lot of people in the comments saying, here we are over a year later and nothing's been done from that. That is not true. Here we are over a year later and nothing's been done. That it could be the farthest thing, that couldn't be farthest from the truth. And that's not me insulting you in any way. I just need to bring you through the series of events. If this stuff, if nothing came from this stuff, if nothing came from Garland Favorito and Voter GA, if nothing came from the ballot drop boxes uh, scheme that we're working on, if nothing came from the Arizona uh, investigation from the Senate and then went going to Mark Burnovich, if nothing were to come from the Wisconsin Racine County Sheriff's Office and, Mark, and Michael Gableman up there uh, subpoenaing people, if nothing was, came from that, then guess what? We wouldn't have 19 states that passed 34 security election laws, election security laws, which is the entire basis for them trying to federalize the elections. They wouldn't be trying to pass H.R. 1. They wouldn't be trying to pass and federalize the elections, stealing the elections forever in this, in this country, permanently putting out, uh, permanently taking away photo ID, permanently putting mail, mail drop boxes everywhere all over the country. No address, no photo ID, no anything. None of that would be, tr- they wouldn't try and be trying to do any of that and melting down because they failed so, so badly last night at getting it done if it wasn't for the 19 states passing the 34 security, election security laws and more are coming. So see, you guys, it's, it's not just, oh, a one thing fix, fixes all. It's a million things that are storing up that are causing uh, other people to move and make changes so that this stuff doesn't happen again. We can always retroactively go back there's no statute of limitations on this. We can always retroactively go back and put people in prison the more stuff we find and when the right people are put in place, but we need to make sure it's not going to happen again in November or else we're screwed anyway. So I just disagree on that. I think a lot's coming of it, and if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that the left is melting down over not being able to pass their election stealing bill, if you don't believe that they only did that because of the election security laws that we put in place, why don't we take this minute to watch uh, cackling Kamala Harris sit here and cry her eyes out, uh, not really cry her eyes out, but get all flustered and get all mad and not to know what to say. And, and, and the worst part about this is for her is it's with Savannah Guthrie. You remember Savannah Guthrie who gave President Trump such a hard time at that town hall meeting? Remember her, that fake news reporter, Savannah Guthrie? They're even calling the left out, and the left doesn't like it, and they're mad and freaking out because they know they're screwed in November, and Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin really put that dagger into their heart last night. Check this out. Watch how mad. Watch how mad she gets. She is not a happy person with Savannah Guthrie, Actually, I can tell you that. Before I leave this, I mean, Ukrainian officials uh, reportedly heard these words from President Biden with alarm. I know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards, but was the damage done? You can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary or the words of President Biden? I will repeat myself. And I'm vice president of the United States and the president and I work closely together and I know his position because he has been consistent in that regard. If Vladimir Putin and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. Let's talk about another comment the president made. He openly cast doubt on whether the 2022 midterm elections would be legitimate. He said it all depends, um, which is astonishing to hear a president question whether our elections will be legitimate. We've heard it before, but not from this president. Is he really concerned that that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue and the issue at hand, the issue I was there last night uh, in the chamber of the Senate. And the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. 
that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, their race, their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills were clear, debated. And it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were debated it's, it's, and they didn't math, pass. If so I may the, finish, the specific, if I may, if I may course, finish. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and, and the she topic. She is so condescending. Look at her. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let's pin the mask on the swamp donkey, huh? Pin the mask on the swamp donkey. We've got to shut her up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's getting all flustered. She's mad. Folks, they're already setting up that the elections are rigged. <laughs> they're already doing what they said Donald Trump should not be doing. They're already saying that the 22, 22 midterms are going to be rigged. Why? Because they know what's coming. And they know what's coming because of the 19 states passing the 34 election security bills. And they know what's coming because they're not going to be able to federalize the elections and cheat. And she's getting mad. And she's condescending. And I love it. We're going to take a quick break on Real America's Voice News. We're going to pin some masks on some swamp donkeys. Actually, before we go out, why don't we just go ahead and cue that music? Because we already know who's getting a dumb, dumb award of the day, don't we? Kamala Harris. Swamp donkey. Dumb, dumb award of the day. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun when you expose them so much that they're already saying the 2022 election isn't going to be fair. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be fair, she says. Biden's already talking about the, uh, the, uh, the 2022 midterms and how they're going to cheat. I thought you couldn't do that. You know what I hope? I hope that after we win in 2022... They go all over social media and be like, they cheated, they cheated, just like they did in 2016. And just so we can say, hey, wait, wait, that's misinformation. That's misinformation. And you want to know what? By that time, um, Kelmer needs help with monthly bills this month. His wife is on unpaid leave and have no income coming in. Is that the Instagram message? Is that the Instagram message that that I'm supposed to go see? Um... Okay, we'll help him out. We'll help him out. But um, getting back to what I was saying, uh, here's what needs to happen. All of these lefties, they're going to follow us to Getter, Rumble, and all those places after uh, going into 2022. Jeremy, sound effects are much louder than you are. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't do everything. <laughs> I'm trying to do it all. Uh, so the fact that they're going to be following us to Getter, they're going to be following us to Truth Social, they're going to be following us everywhere, folks everywhere and when they come over and they say you guys stole the election you stole the election not that i agree with censoring but i would love to give them a little bit of taste of their own medicine jason miller if you're watching i'd like to get them a little uh give them a little bit of the taste of their own medicine rumble if you're watching we need to (laughs) when they come on 2022 over to our platforms and say the election was stolen why don't we just censor them why don't we just censor them how about that um (laughs) <laughs> anyway, let's come back from this break. We're going to do a couple a couple more quick things, and then we're going to go to another break because we've got to have four breaks. Uh, I can't stand commercials. Anyway, let's do this. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. I know the uh, interview with James O'Keefe went a little long tonight, so you know we don't have that much time in between breaks. Got to have our breaks, right? Network always needs to uh, pay the bills. Uh, but I thought it was a great interview with James O'Keefe tonight. Uh, th- that uh, uncomfortable setting that you saw Kamala Harris in talking with Savannah Guthrie lets you know that they're already trying to say that the 2022 midterms are going to be stolen. If they weren't worried about losing, they wouldn't be already talking about that the 2022 midterms are going to be stolen. And they're... What? But during the commercial break, I did tell the audience that hopefully Jason Miller, Forgetter, and Rumble, and all of these other platforms that we're on now, hopefully they silence and censor them a little bit when they come and say the election was stolen, just to give them a little taste of their own medicine. I'm not all about censoring, but I am all about, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Hey, if you live in Australia, you might not be happy. Uh, News out today, the Australian Parliament 
actually just approved a mandatory COVID vaccination for all adults. If you live in Australia and you're an adult, the Australian Parliament has passed this new law and all adults will be vaccinated. Parliament on Thursday voted to mandate COVID vaccines for all adults beginning February 1st. This is the first step of its kind in Europe. I told you once the, once the, 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 the vaccine, I mean, once the, uh, the disease dies, that's when they're really going to come out at, after it. That's when they're going to try their hardest to keep it going. And this is what's happening. This is how we can manage to escape the cycle of opening and closing of lockdowns, Health Minister Wolfgang Mukestein said. Pukestein, more like it. This is why the law is so urgently needed right now. This is why the law is so urgently needed right now. Exemptions will be made for pregnant women, people who have recovered from COVID in the last six months, or for people with medical reasons. If I was those guys, I'd be going out and catching COVID as quick as I could. I'd be going to those COVID camps and licking everything. Australia's parliament voted Thursday to introduce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for all adults starting February 1st, 2022. Lawmakers voted 137 to 33 in favor of the mandate, which will apply to all residents in Austria. Oh, I thought it said Australia. I meant Austria. (laughs) I'm talking with an Australian accent. This whole time I thought it said Australia and it said Austria. You know what? Where's that dumb, dumb award of the day? Bump, bump, ba-bum. Maybe I need the dumb, dumb award of the day. I did not mean Australia. I meant Austria. Austria aged 18 and over. Exemptions are made for pregnant women, people for medical reasons who can't be vaccinated, or people who've recovered from coronavirus infection in the last six months. Health Minister Wolfgang Pukestein, speaking in the parliament Thursday afternoon, called the measure a big and, for the first time, also lasting step in Austria's, not Australia's, not Australia's, mate, Austria, two different countries, uh, and Austria's fight against the pandemic. Austria imposed a lockdown for the unvaccinated shortly before the holidays. The Austrian government will also heavily fine people who refuse to get the vaccine, and ultimately you will go to jail. You do not pass go, and you do not collect $200. We're going to take our last break here on Real America's Voice News, and we'll be right back, right after this. Austria, not Australia. Get it right. You're hosting a news show. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, why in the last six months? Because they say that if you've been, if you've had COVID in the last six months, that they, they only expect your antibodies to last for six months. That's why. Arnold Schwarzenegger can go back. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've had it twice now. First time headache, this time a uh, hay fever. I want my last two years back. I do too. I do too. JP4, it was an honest mistake. Jeremy, COVID lollipops. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'd be doing too. Going to those COVID camps, uh, get it, uh, licking everything and, and licking COVID lollipops just to get COVID so I wouldn't have to take the shot. You know what I mean? Just so I would not have to take the shot. I'd do it. I'd do it. Who wouldn't? You know what I mean? Why would you want the shot? I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Uh, When we come back from this commercial break, actually, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show a quick video of me being on the road, actually, me being on the Save America Freedom Tour and actually meeting a Biden voter. Some of you might have saw this when it was live, but this is me meeting a Biden voter who actually called me off the bus to rap because he seen that I was the hip hop patriot. Pretty cool. We're going to come back and play a little bit of that. Um... But uh, I love being out on the road. I love being on the Save America Freedom Tour, and I can't wait to get back out there. I wish I knew more about when and where we were going places, but a lot of that's handled by RAV now because they use the bus for almost everything. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Let me take one more drink of coffee here. We'll come back. We'll finish the show up, uh, finish the show up right. Bad Moon says lick the cars. <laughs> lick the cars. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Live from America. Look, we're almost done here. I want to play a quick video for you. As you know, I'm out on the road with the Save America Freedom Tour quite a bit. And I just wanted to play this for you because I never really posted this before. But this was a stop. I stopped and a guy said, hey, is there the hip hop patriot on this bus? And they said, yeah. And they said, well, have him come out here. I want to rap against him. It ended up being a Biden voter. Check out how this went. Win. I sell faith win, analytical, vibes prescribed, tribal rhymes advance the critical, 
our lines combined as my mind gets into the critical mage's eye with the hope of mad residuals. Boom. He ain't ready. I'm going to tell you something. We just rolled up here. Where, where, are we in Louisiana right now? We in Louisiana. We in Louisiana. We, we in Louisiana. As you can see, the Freedom Tour bus here. And how organic is this? We rolled up. Totally organic. We rolled up. This guy comes up with his fiance. He says, hey. Oh, hold on. Sorry about that. Bring that back up. Eradicate. Now I want, to, I want to take you to, he wanted me to rap. So I decided I'd rap for him. So here we go. I'll let you see why they call me the hip hop patriot. Here we go. The last thing I ever want to do is backtrack. Matter of fact, all I really want to do is act fast for the flag and the founding fathers living in the past. But it's bad because the country's probably never going back. And I'm sad because I missed the way it was when I was young. America was freedom and America was fun. America was leading and America was one. America was blessed from a God up above. And dinner was at six and we fought for fun. Winners got to pick and we all shot guns. Trigger fingers quick and we all got drunk, but we all had respect for the land we love. And school was cool and parents were broke, but that didn't matter because that gave you hope to be what you wanted to be when you grow up. And fear wasn't something nobody would know of. But this is me pleading to you ladies for some and gentlemen. Help. United we stand so uh, united we, we stand. Uh, That's why they call me. That's why they call me the hip hop patriot right there. I always like rolling up and doing that stuff. I messed up there. It was fun. But you know what? Can't wait to get back out on the Save America Freedom Tour so we can do stuff like that. Talk to everybody. Biden voters, Trump voters. We're the United States of America, and I think we need to get back to that, don't you? If you find value in this show, please visit JeremyHerald.com. Check out, uh, sign up for the newsletter. Check out some good MAGA patriotic, uh, God-fearing music on there. If you find value in the show, uh, please uh, consider becoming a monthly donor as we grow. So do our finances like Project Veritas. Go to Project Veritas. Help them out too. Everybody in this fight could use a little bit of help, guys. God bless you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you very much for joining in tonight. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. like always for more Live from America. God bless you. See you later. Have a great night. Bye.